Welcome to another edition of the OWC Radio Podcast, where we discuss Apple, tech trends, and more. I'm your host, OWC Mike H., and let's get this thing going. Apple has a bevy of product announcements coming up in the next few months, uh, first of which in September, on September 12th, uh, they're going to have a, well, we don't know for certain because we're, we're not Apple, we're Apple prognosticators, we don't actually have inside information on this, but it looks to be an iPhone 5 event. They're also going to release iOS 6, but that was already announced back at WWDC. That's actually what I'm more excited about is iOS 5, or sorry, iOS 6. And then uh, the iPhone 5, rumors have been pretty solid on that. That's going to have a taller screen and a smaller dot connector. It's no longer going to work with any of the dot connection devices you have without an adapter. Uh, That's the only thing I can see in the iPhone 5 I think is an absolute mistake. I mean, why switch the dock adapter connection for whatever reason? For design, that's a bad reason to get interoperability with everything else that's out there. I mean, if you bought speakers that use a dock connector, heck, if your car has a certain USB cable it needs to use with a dock connector, you're now going to need an adapter. Uh, It just seems like an odd mistake on Apple's part, but uh, that will remain to be seen. Uh, Other things coming in the iDevice lineup... um, we got iPods getting updated. I don't know if they're going to be updated the same event. They could be. Uh, you got the iPod Touch, and then the uh, Nano are going to be new. Uh, probably new shuffles as well. But uh, So for those of you out there interested in new iPods, uh, they're coming. So if you're looking to buy one, you might want to hold off and see what's coming. Or maybe get the ones that are out now cheaper. Um, also, on the Mac side of things, uh, Apple is rumored heavily to come out with a 13-inch MacBook Pro with a Retina display, uh, regardless of Retina displays working correctly on a one-to-one monitor or whatever. If you don't have any issues with that, that's great. If you're looking for a Retina display on a MacBook Pro, uh, you can read our other blog articles that concern uh, the Retina display and possible issues they have with the screens at uh, blog.maxsales.com. The other one is uh, new iMacs. Now, what would the new iMacs have? Everybody's, oh, I want a retina display in my iMac. Well, that's likely not going to happen. Uh, one of the reasons it's not really talked about much is that retina displays are actually really hard to make. So, I mean, they're having trouble making them for the 13. The, the rumors are they're having trouble making them on the 15. The rumors are on the 13-inch retina display that it's actually easier. The yields are higher. So, I mean, don't look for everybody to switch over to retina displays just because it's brand new technology and it's a little hard to make. Uh, but for the new iMacs, aside from the Retina display, what you'd get, obviously, USB 3, so that'd be cool. A processor bump. Uh, one of the slight rumors no one's really talking about, probably a removal of the optical drive, just like with the uh, Retina Display Max, but that'll remain to be seen. Now, when will Apple release these hardware, this hardware for Macs? Well, the iOS 5 event, or sorry, iOS 6 event with iPhone 5 release, I bet you that's not really an iPhone 5 and iOS 6 uh release event maybe some ipods in there uh what apple's done in the past is they just released the mac hardware kind of either the next week or when it's available so it could be next week or whenever and they just pretty much release it on the website and it's all of a sudden hey it's out and then you can just buy it or it's available at whatever date so they don't make a huge announcement event they save that for iphone 
Uh, more on the reason behind that later. Uh, maybe in October, you got uh, iPad updates. Now, I say maybe, but it's pretty strong on the rumor mill, and it has been for a while, uh, the iPad Mini. Now everybody's talking about, well, Steve Jobs said a 7-inch display wasn't going to be a good display, and it's too small to use. Well, Apple really isn't making a 7-inch iPad. They're making an 8-inch iPad. Now, okay, there's like a 1.7-inch difference on that. It gets a little bit smaller form factor. Uh, I've, the mock-up renderings that people make, you know, the rumor people are pretty good at making mock-up renderings. They love doing it. Well, I mean, they look fine. So what it would have, it wouldn't have the retina display, but it would have the old resolution, like on the iPad 2, but smaller. So it'd still be denser, so it'd look more high-res. It just wouldn't be retina quality. I bet you see the price between, like, 249 or 279 on that. And that's pretty much just to combat these uh, smaller, you know, kind of iPad wannabes that are out there as well at the $200 price range. Um, you know, if if one of those wannabe things or like a Kindle Fire works for you, that's great. You know, there's no reason those can exist as well as iPads. So just usually iPads the better experience overall. Um, then one other thing that people really don't talk about, you'll see a modified iPad 3 or iPad with retina display, not really calling it the iPad 3. Um, probably just a spec bump, so it'll probably be a little faster on some things or whatever. So that's big on the rumor mill coming up. Other Apple news, of course, is uh, Apple won big against Samsung in their case against patent law and all that, and Samsung ripping off their design and all that. So, I mean, that's cool. It's a shot across the bow for Android now, in case uh, Android has been a huge copycat as far as uh, copying iOS and iPhone and all that. So we'll see. Um, Samsung's uh, has to pay out over $1 billion to Apple, so that's no small... Uh, Small, no small chunk of change on that. Um, even Microsoft knows it has to license patents, touch patents from Apple on their uh, touch devices. And, and the reason for that is uh, it's kind of simple. I mean, Apple innovated a lot of things in making this happen for uh, touch devices, multi-touch devices, should I say. I mean, I'm a huge multi-touch fan myself. I mean, it's just because Apple was first with this that uh, I'm a huge uh, Apple iDevice fan, I, iPhone, iPad, all that included. So, I mean, I'm a big fan. I've looked at the research of who made it first, and they've all been developing for a while, but Microsoft realizes in the portable market arena that Apple has created some things, and Microsoft and Apple do have agreements where they swap patents because they know they've innovated on some things and they need to share those things to, in order to come out with products and not have to reinvent the wheel or come out with a hindered product. So they work together on that. It's a payment plan. It's fine. You know, you, you make money doing that. And uh, why I bring up Microsoft is Microsoft is actually coming out with their tablet device. Now, whether it's an iPad killer or not, I don't like, you know, if you label something an iPad killer, it isn't. But it's definitely going to compete with uh, touchscreens and laptops, possibly. It's called Microsoft Surface. It'll come in uh, two flavors. Uh, you'll have one that's an ARM processor based. They're calling it uh, the Windows that'll run on it is like Windows RT. And uh, the other one is a full version Intel-based uh, processor, just like a laptop or anything, Intel-based processor tablet. Uh, right now, it looks like all the uh, vendors are leaning towards the Intel-based one. The reason for that, too, is um, for the ARM-based uh, Microsoft Surface tablet, 
it's pretty much a start over. None of the programs will work unless they're rewritten for ARM. So there's a lot of work on developers. So it's not like, hey, use a Windows tablet and all your previous Windows apps will work on this. Not the case. With the full one, though, that one's more expensive. The one that's maybe not the full one's the wrong name for it, but the Intel-based one, it is going to be more expensive. The ARM-based uh, tablets are said to be around $800. So you're coming in that really upper range and iPad price range. And then the uh, Intel-based ones is like a full-born laptop. Those are slated. Mind you, nothing's released yet. Slated to be something around $1,200 each. So that's more like expensive laptop range or moderately expensive laptop range, depending on what your tastes are if you're buying $2,000 laptops or whatever. But uh, Microsoft's taking a huge gamble, though, because they're basing their entire... They're redoing Windows. Windows 8 is going to be based off the... Uh, the tablet-like OS that you've seen possibly on like the Windows phones. So their, their whole interface and how you get around is going to be based off that. Now what that does, it complicates the, uh, the OS for both desktop and tablet. And, um, Microsoft's also unifying desktop, tablet, well, including laptop, so anything that's a laptop as well. So computer, tablet, and then also Xbox will all have this kind of tiled you know, interface they used to call Metro. I don't know what they call it anymore. It's just the interface, I guess. But it's, it's a huge gamble, and Microsoft's actually, uh, I do think they're innovating on this. It's, it's odd to say that to a Microsoft, you know, someone who's a Mac person. So obviously there's some inherent, you know, Microsoft copied a lot of things from Apple back in the day. Yes, they did. But at least on this front, they're actually innovating and trying a different approach as well. So they're offering an alternative. Um, it's a huge gamble. Why is Microsoft making this huge gamble? Well, there's a reason for that. Apple's been really, really successful with their touch devices. Um, according to a Forbes article by Tim Warstall, uh, Apple makes more money with iPhone than Microsoft makes as an entire company. That's right. Like Office, every OS it sells, even on OS things on PC, Enterprise, you know, everything they sell doesn't even equal what Apple sells in iPhones. Just iPhones. One product in Apple makes more money than Microsoft altogether. And then you combine that with the iPad actually uh, taking over and eating to eating into you got into laptop markets and uh, education is actually adopting iPads more than they're adopting PCs. The sales of PCs have stagnated or lessened in the education market, and the sales of iPads have increased. That might be based on new product introduction and trying stuff out, but their iPads eating into certain price points. And then um, you also have iPod cha iPad changing the marketplace for laptops. Uh, people are replacing what they otherwise would buy a laptop before with an iPad. And the, the reason for that is price point, uh, iPad and, and experience. iPad's considered a really good, you know, it's almost appliance-like in how it works. So people are buying that instead of the really cheap, cheap laptops. And then if they want to buy a laptop and they're looking to spend more money, like around 1000 or $1,200, they're going into the Apple MacBook lineup because they, ascend, they, they view it with a higher, you know, higher quality that if they're going to spend that much they might as well get this 
So, I mean, according to uh, Brooks Crothers at CNET, the iPad is actually eating into Ultrabook. Uh, so they're really worried about Ultrabook because Ultrabook is actually priced in, the, in like a dead zone. It's between $800 and sometimes $1,400 for an Ultrabook, and that's those really thin uh, PCs that are, uh, some are almost direct copies of MacBook Air. Heck, the Samsung one almost looks exactly like a MacBook Air, even how the keyboard looks, so there's some probably some issues there as well in the future but it remains to be seen whether they can sell them or not because it's a hard price point to say well you can get an iPad in this range and you can get an Apple laptop in this range and if you're gonna be priced higher than both well who's gonna bite I'm not saying people aren't gonna bite I mean if, if you want a laptop and you really don't like Apple products you oh, that's an option but we'll we'll see so if you if you combine iPad with all of the Macs are sold. So you, you use iPad, at, you consider iPad a, a computer, which I do, it does everything for the most part. It's harder to do some research stuff. If you're doing research and building websites or whatever, you're not gonna do that on iPad. In fact, you really can't build a website on iPad. You could build a basic one using like WordPress or whatever, or templates, but you're not really building anything custom. Uh, uh, that's where a PC or um, a Mac comes into play, that's better. But uh, if you combine iPad and Macs together, and you can do that with uh, worldwide shipments. I mean, Apple is the number one PC shipper in the world. Uh, it used to be like, oh, Apple's this in the U.S., and it's really hard for them to touch the world market. When you add iPad in, I mean, they're number one. Uh, let's see, Apple would be 19.4% if you include iPad for shipments made, and the second in line would be HP at 12.5%, and then Lenovo at 12.1%. So, I mean... They're all, if you combine HP and Lenovo together, they're 24%. Apple's at 20 with iPad. I mean, that's, that's just crazy. So the iDevice market is really hot. There's a lot selling. So that goes back into why Microsoft is really focused on tablet. And so they're taking a gamble by switching out their entire operating system on how it works. So you have people who have learned Microsoft Windows for the last 20, well, geez, uh, 20 some odd years. And so now you're going to throw everything out and start over, and that's going to impact their experience now. And the reviews have been mixed by professional reviewers. Some have said this is really awesome after you get used to it, and others have said this is just really awkward because at one point you're in like the advanced world of you know with the tiles and everything, and then the next you go into a program and it feels like old classic Windows, and then you come back out to go to a different program and you're back in the tiles. So they, they call it a disjointed experience. Um, I think it's an it's an odd gamble to gamble everything, even the main desktop OS, which is Microsoft's bread and butter. But we'll see how it plays out. I mean, at least they're uh, at least they're finally innovating on the uh, OS side of things and trying different things out. Remains to be seen how it's going to be taking taken from customers. Because at that point, if you're going to relearn something, and you were already thinking about going to a Mac or going just to an iPad or whatever. There's, because you got to remember, not everybody is computer savvy. I mean, people, you know, work within what they know, and they're afraid to touch anything based on the old, uh, you know, my computer's going to break if I do too much to it. So, and people on the Windows side are really attuned to that because they're used to things breaking on them, you know, as far as little things go, or just, you know, because sometimes they're buying the cheapest computer possible, and that's not their fault. It's just that's what's available in the market. It's a commoditized market on the PC side, so. They tend to get some cheaper equipment as well that might not last as long. So we'll, we'll see what happens there, but it, it's a huge gamble on Microsoft's side. 
And uh, since I'm also a touch, multi-touch person, I really am a fan of that. I will look at a, a Windows service. Can't wait to see it come out. There's Slay It to come out sometime in October. And also Windows 8 is uh, Slay It to come out, I think, late September, if I remember correctly. Uh, don't quote me too hard on that, though. So in uh, more Apple news, though, getting back to the Apple side of things, uh, we can go back to their last... Uh, their last financial results they had. I know that's boring stuff. I'll keep the numbers really slight and quick. It's just highlight reel. Um, for like a few snapshot on their a quick snapshot on their numbers, it's uh, they made thirty five billion dollars in the last quarter. That's with a B, and uh, that was revenue. So of that, eight point eight billion was profit. So that is a huge amount of money. Uh, to kind of keep it in perspective, uh, Microsoft. Uh, makes in a quarter about 17.4 billion so that's crazy numbers and let's see and that that'd be revenue though so uh yeah and then go oh going back to the iphone thing uh the reason iphone how much does iphone sell over microsoft well iphone sold 22.7 billion in the last quarter microsoft sold 17.4 billion on its whole product line so then you go to, to Apple, Apple sold $35 billion in revenue compared to Microsoft's total uh, $17.4 billion. So, and I don't have the profit numbers for Microsoft, so I don't know what that is. But uh, then you get $8.8 billion profit for Apple. That is a huge number. And then uh, what they sold, though. Let's see what they sold. You got 26 million iPhones. Wow. Just in the last quarter. This isn't a year. This is a quarter they sold it in. So that's crazy. And then you have uh, 17 million iPads, wow. And then you have 6.8 million iPods. Now I really hate that iPods are broken out, but they have to be because that's probably, that's probably mainly iPod Touch with Nano and thrown in there at the end. I, I couldn't guess because I don't know what Apple's thing is, but I, I well I could guess. I'd probably say it's 70% iPod Touch. And then um, so that's all the iDevices. Now how many Macs did they sell? They sold four million, so they've been climbing on the Mac side. This hasn't gone ex it hasn't gone exponentially up like on the iDevices, iPads, iPhone have really grown over last year. So I think Apple sold like something like three point eight million iPads the last year quarter at this time, and now they sold four million, so that's a lot. Now if you think about that over the year though, you just multiply those numbers by four to see kind of what they do in a year, but the holiday sales actually spike up. So, you know, you'd have like almost a hundred million iPhones and 21 or 61 million iPads and geez uh, almost 30 million iPods and 16 million Macs. I mean that's a lot to sell. And needless to say it looks like Apple's doing good. So you got all those rumors coming up. What's coming next? All that. Um, so uh, let's talk about an important subject. Uh, There's an article written back. Uh, There's been a few articles written about the subject. But uh, this one struck me. It was from the New York Times back in uh, July 23rd. It's a little older, but uh, the content and the message is about the same. And it applies. It's more evergreen, so it applies to any time point that we're at. Uh, it was written by Matt Richel in New York Times on July 23rd. It's called Silicon Valley Stay, Says Step Away from the Device. Now, that might sound a little weird coming from a tech company. You know, hey, we, we love tech. We use it all the time. I'm a huge media consumer. I'll work all day on a computer, and I'll go home, and I'll read on my iPad the latest trends or new things that I'm interested in or research or whatever. You know, just always connected. Uh, there is a problem they're noticing with that, though, and that um, people are starting to get addicted to it. Uh, 
overall, I mean, they, they, this article generally comes across. It, it's it talks about you know the benefits of computers, what they do, that they give us the constant connection, the constant the constant touch, you know, that we get from uh, being constantly connected in that fashion. Uh, and even some people will say there's no problem at all, whatever. And different people can handle this at different rates, but uh, sometimes people do get addicted. And uh, addicted, like, are they sneaking around using, I need to have my internet? No. But uh, what, I would, what I would suggest is uh, know your limits. I mean, if you want to do a self-test and you don't have to tell anybody about it, just don't use your device for, like, a night. When you come home from work or, you know, block out like a four-hour period, see what it's actually like and what goes through your mind when you separate yourself from the device and, and enjoy something different. Um, I've, you've, I've also seen this at, like, parties or whatever. People are all hanging out in a group, and you got all these people around you, and they're all talking on their They're all either tapping away or, or browsing the Internet on their iPhone, and they're not really talking to each other. Now, I've seen this more in the younger younger kids under like 15 or whatever as they're more susceptible to different types of trends and uh even advertising is different at uh, those ages and younger uh so it's just a matter of i thought it was a really interesting article because i've also seen it a little bit but it's never to the point where like oh you got to make an intervention so it might be something where you can self-correct you go yeah i'm really on that a lot for this night i'm gonna just not have it in my pocket or i'm not gonna you know, break out the iPad. I'm not going to break out the laptop. I'm just going to do. I'm going to do something different. It's not to say you should throw your devices away. God no, I would never do that either. It's just a matter of you know, take a break from it a little bit. I mean, Facebook is. Uh, I'm not a huge Facebook fan, but I know people who are. My wife is. Cool, but I do see the feeder bar mentality, like email is with me. If you don't get an email, you're like, oh my god, I didn't get an email. What's going on? What's going on? I had that happen. Uh, more earlier around the 2003 range, I'm not getting an email, what's going on? And so I then realized I myself was a little bit addicted to something, so I just pulled back away from it. Um, Facebook is actually a little worse than that because it has push notification, and so it's kind of a feeder bar. If you don't get to that constant feeder bar, like a hamster getting his little feeder bar, push a little button and get a pellet or whatever, so I call it like the Facebook feeder bar because you're constantly getting information. Ooh, 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 and it, it kind of it does lead to a certain self-importance, but it also it can keep you connected. But just be wary that you might be able to get addicted to that. That's not saying you are. Just maybe you want to do a self-test on it. And knowing about that situation, especially in young kids, it just helps if you even know it exists. So if you see a younger kid possibly getting addicted to either gaming, because gaming's really easy to get addicted to. Uh, some of the signs of that are anger and all that when they can't get into it. You know, if you don't allow them to play the game, they get extremely angered. You know, some would say that's just being a kid, but there's a different type of anger that gets associated with it. So it's just like a nice, hey, nice tip out there. Just, you know, watch out for that. So, I mean, that's kind of ending on a downer, but just wanted to bring out that important thing because it's one of those things where uh, if you're aware of it, it's good to know. It's interesting that uh, even Silicon Valley is taking a note that, hey, some of these things we've created, you know, some people might be getting addicted to them, but we'll see what happens. So it's kind of like a helpful tip. Try it out there. See what happens. So if you want to check out anything else, uh, we constantly are putting articles on our blog, blog.maxsales.com, announcing new products. If you want to see the latest of new products that we have coming out or what we're thinking or if there's a tech topic that we're uh, writing about as an issue, uh, check us out on blog.maxsales.com. If you're looking for upgrades for your computers, PC, Mac, uh, even uh, 
iDevice. We do repairs on iDevices too. Check us out at uh, maxsales.com. And then if you want to sign up for our newsletter, you, uh, at maxsales.com, there's a, uh, a bar right underneath the main nav. It just says newsletter uh, sign up. Uh, get that. You get a weekly newsletter. And uh, usually uh, there's some good deals in there every week. And then uh, you save some money on any upgrade you're interested in. Or pay, maybe you learn about some upgrades you didn't know were available. And so you can kind of browse through that and go, oh, wow, I didn't know I could do that. Or it was that cheap to have that much memory. Or, wow, I really need an external drive. So, wow, I didn't know this one was available. And look at the price. Okay, I'm, I think I'm going to look at this. So uh, check us out on the web, maxsales.com. Until next time, this is OWC Mike H. signing off.